The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, December 3rd, 2022. Are we really the Cigar Authority? I go through resumes all the time, and the unqualified make it look like they are very qualified. Are we qualified to be on the Cigar Authority? How can we make our resumes sound good? Each one of us reapplies for the job as co-host for the Cigar Authority today. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 13th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Those turning, tuning in for the first time, haven't seen the show before, what's this? Are we really the Cigar Authority? My name is David Garofalo. Uh, you'll be hearing about me today. To my right is Mr. Jonathan. Damn right. And you'll be hearing about him today, uh, followed by Barry Stein at the end of the table. And uh, right next to him, you don't see him on camera if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, is Ed Sullivan. So we've been doing this for a long time. Uh, we never gave our resumes. They certainly did to me. I know, I know what they're about and put this uh, group together. Are we really the authority? A lot of balls calling the show the Cigar Authority. Identity theft, here we come. Yeah. Um, there's such a thing called imposter syndrome that mm. some people don't feel like uh, that they they belong and they start feeling weird about it after a while. Uh, we'll see if any of that comes or uh, are we worthy of this title? Let's get into it. I think my main question for you is, will you be reading your resume? Yeah. You're off the show. It's a show where we do read. Huh. Do we? we talk. It's an audio podcast wow so you'll be what doing it in the mime version yeah yeah that was wow. what I, that yeah. was my plan audio we'll podcast. know if jonathan's reading his just watch his finger that's right that's right no i got a new technique that barry taught me i, I cover up the paper like this yes. and then ah. i go one line at a time yeah. good good all right barry what are we smoking here well today's first cigar is the leaf by oscar and it's manufactured in honduras by oscar valadares for island gym the size they were lighting up is a 6x50 Toro, and it features the Corojo wrapper over Honduran binder and fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single set you back $10.69, while a bundle, yes, a bundle of 20 is $188.99, which comes out to just $9.45 per cigar. That's a savings of about $25 or 12% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-water retail that carries it, Go to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. I sold this to somebody once. and <laughs> I know what's coming. The guy came back and I said, Joe, what uh, what did you think of that Leaf by Oscar? And he said, that was the shittiest burning cigar 
I've ever smoked in my life. And what a dumb place to put the band in the middle. And I said, Joe, you, you have got to be kidding me. And he said, no, it's terrible. Hmm. I said that you take the wrapper off the outside that I but, told you but, when I sold it to you that right. they use this instead of cellophane. And he left it on and he smoked the cigar probably well, backwards. Somebody, How would you know? Had somebody order a mail order, same thing, yelling and screaming at me that we should be embarrassed by selling a cigar that looks like this. What am I doing selling a cigar that looks so bad? How to explain to him the concept behind the cigar. So this is in the care package. Yes. So let, <laughs> let's do that to the thousand people that have this cigar right now. And this is packaging. I, when, when I was working, somebody brought some back because they were too dry. Well, that outside leaf dries it out. It dries out. It's yeah. fine inside. Yeah. So I, I remember Jonathan uh, was the buyer and went to the trade show and found the cigar many years ago. And as gimmicky as it is, this cigar sells strong still to yeah. this day. It certainly holds its Especially real estate. Especially in the Connecticut. So like this is the, the Corojo that we have yes. here. So it, it looks like a cigar, but if you unravel this uh, outside wrapper on it, there's a cigar inside this packaging. With and a band at the appropriate spot. Yeah. But listen, in fairness to the person, whoever saw this before, they never saw it. They have no idea. Now, I've collected some of the outside wrappers, and I've made a cigar. Out of it? Out of the outside wrapper. Not bad. Yeah? Okay. Not bad at all. I've used it for a blunt. So that is not Corojo wrapper on the outside looking at it because it's... No, certainly not. Yeah. Uh, but when you look inside, we have a Corojo wrapper that's there. By the way, the band that's even on it is made of tobacco. Yeah, that's itself. homogenized tobacco paper. Yeah, yeah. So it's all And the ink is uh, some sort of uh, organic, non-staining, non-bad for right, you. I've smoked through the band before just smokable. Yep. To, yeah. to do the experiment. It smells a little funny, but it, it tastes fine. Yeah. And Edgar J. just asked, can you smoke the band on this cigar? Yes, your, you can. Your answer is yes, but you don't recommend it. I don't it. recommend it, but if you did it one, you should do it one time. All right. Do it one time. Yeah, to do it. Today's the day. If this is your first <laughs> time trying it, uh, this cigar's been around a long time for a gimmicky cigar. The thing is, the cigar is better than the gimmick itself, so... Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty cool. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Scooter says he's getting a fruity lectin taste on the cold draw. Well, there are no lectins in fruit. <laughs> or I could be wrong. There's lectins in everything, right? Seems anything I say, oh, it's got a seed in it. No, it's going <laughs> to. Everything has a seed in it. Right below the skin on a Granny Smith apple. Mm, so it is fruity. There is a fruity component here. I like a Granny Smith. I like a Granny yeah. Smith. Put right. salt on it. I'm at, that no. day, I'm at that age where I'm starting to like a Granny Smith. Yeah. You, you, cut, you cut it in half. And well, you're you, a Granny. Your grandpa. I'm a gr grampy. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm only a granny on Wednesdays. The, the Granny Smith is a good cooking apple for pies and. Yes. Adds a little tartness. That's what Gianna uses the Granny Smith apple for her and apple pies. The texture of it is right. Okay. We're going to light our cigar today with the Drone by Vertigo featuring single action, two jets in line, fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank. At the bottom, you've got a flip out bullet punch. 
Easy adjustment and a fuel window all for the low price of $19.99. That is the drone by Vertigo. Okay. Corojo from where? Did it, did it say where the Corojos comes from? Honduran, I believe. Oh, yeah? I believe yeah. it's a Honduran Pura. Okay. I'm going to say it's probably Corojo 98 or Corojo 99, not authentic Corojo. Well fermented. We I got think it's 99 bright, based bright, on the taste. White ash is happening on here right now. It's burning good, early construction. I'm just getting used to this. Of um, On the ash holes, we do this like in one second. We got to yeah. come up with one this. One draw, that's the Yeah, line. yeah. And it's, it's pretty cool. You get really good at it to do it. Try to determine everything as fast as you can. And I nailed it this week on the... Test you gave me with two cigars, number one or number two. Yes. I smoked number one, one draw on number two, and I knew number one was better. There we go. One draw. That's what uh, does number two work for? That, you right. should put that on your resume, Ed Sullivan. Oh, it's part of it, I'm uh, sure. We'll see if we get to it. So we have uh, already predeterminedly drew who's going to go first. Was and anyone there except you? Nope. Okay. But you can imagine I did the he on, does, honest he, thing. I've seen him have these meetings <laughs> with himself where he really does do it fair and square. Yeah. He's just by himself. Yeah. Right. Does he? Well, there was nobody there at the time. So he, Yeah, I'm but like, you were there and you saw it happen. You're not I didn't see there. this. I didn't see this so particular happen. one happen. It's like when a tree falls in a forest that nobody's there. Does it make a sound? I've seen him have the conversations with himself, and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm picking the order. Yeah. Now. Dave, did you literally draw straws, or was it numbers? A little piece of paper. piece of paper. Yeah, and then I reached in, and yeah. I did one, two, three. Ed Sullivan is I'm not going to lie, Ed Sullivan. I actually believe him. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I do, too. <laughs> so Ed Sullivan came in first, which if I was to pick, I would say, no, I'm not going to have him go first, because he serves a different purpose on, on the other purposes. Does he serve a purpose of putting burn holes in the expensive acrylic with his cigar like you're doing right now? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's a demerit on your resume right there, that you don't pay attention with the, what you're smoking. Hey, at least uh, we're setting the bar pretty low. There we uh, go. Ed Sullivan's going to go first. Well, it's going to be followed by Mr. Jonathan is second. Barry Stein is third, and I'm coming in last. Huh. Are you happy with that? I'm okay with it. All right. He'll I would have been happy... Either way. He'll know how much he has to embellish based on I'm not hearing. embellishing anything. And we're going to see. First uh, of all, he doesn't know what embellish means. <laughs> I know a little bit of how what it means. Um, Jonathan, Vanessa Clark says, hey, Jonathan, nice cup. Did you borrow it from your girlfriend? Ah, what do you got here? Classy bitches drink wine. <laughs> what the hell is that? Maybe it's coffee. Maybe it's wine. And maybe he's a classy bitch. <laughs> There's no question I'm a classy bitch. Are we really the Cigar Authority? Let's look at our resumes and see once and for all. What is the real meaning of a resume? A resume, uh, the word itself comes from the French of two accents um, used in French itself. A resume is a formal document that the job applies, create, job create, uh, applicant creates an itemized itemization of their qualifications for the position. The resume is accomplishments, um, and a cover letter that expresses interest in a job and draws attention to the most relevant, specific items on the resume that you want the person reading it to know that you're qualified for it. Um, 
reading resumes, um, my whole adult life as an employer, um, I can be tricked. I have been tricked. The thing is, I know you guys already. So, uh, do you, to, though? And, and you guys know me because I'm part of it, too. So, uh, true story. A, uh, we were looking for, I'd say in the past year it was, uh, somebody for sales. And uh, turns out the girl that applied was a drug dealer. And she was in prison not once, but caught the second time and awaiting her trial. With a and, uh, anklet on, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And uh, information that was on her application was true, that uh, she ran her own operation and uh, she <laughs> was big into sales and all that. So you got to be careful of what really. Said ca- I think she said something about really capable of driving margin. Yeah. Something to that effect. So... Um, Somebody wrote on the job application before sex as often as possible, <laughs> which actually made me laugh out loud. But yeah, not so that's an automatic. Yeah. That's an automatic ad, as far as I'm concerned. This See, person no, will get along with us just fine. Uh, it, 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 so I don't think it's the time to get cute yet. You know, you're trying to get the job, and then later on, you can start putting things in to see how cute you can no, get. No, you on. wait a few weeks like I did. On the job application, sex as often as possible. Like I did with Jessica when I started working here. I was here about a month. I waited her to walk past me, and I went, you smell different when you're awake. <laughs> so you wait a few weeks before you say the creepy things. Desired position, I've received them that have said president of the company. They're oh. applying for a, a job at, on, on sales for the first time ever, and salary expected salary two hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and, and, and the job is you know far less than that. Uh, don't swear in the application. Um, oh, are you fucking on. kidding? <laughs> yeah. on. That's a little hang fucking on. tough, there, pal. Yeah, you do what you want, but um, good at organizing shit. <laughs> I've seen that before. Yeah. Good at organizing shit. Um, don't try to be funny unless you're applying for a job as a comedian. Mm. Uh, this is not a way to get the attention. Don't try uh, to tell me uh, that you're a people person. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, I'm not a people person. Uh, no. I, I don't know why they say it. You have a good sense of humor. Who gives a shit? Uh, and uh, someone has said, I don't like drama. I hired that person, and they were the biggest drama person ever. So that should be actually a red light of saying what you don't like. Were they still working here when I was hired? Yes. All right. Trying to figure out who it is. Uh, So Jessica applied for a job, and Jonathan will remember this, because she applied for a job at at the time. It's at a salesman, and she said, perhaps you're looking for a saleswoman. Which is, we got two resumes that had the same kind of joke at the beginning. One berated us for writing salesman, which was we, – we hired Jessica, so we weren't looking necessarily for a man. Any gender would yeah. do. But she made it funny by saying, yeah. perhaps you're looking for a saleswoman, and then went into her well, qualifications. And the other one that said, bring her in. And I was like, nope, that's a no. And you said, no, aren't you interested to see what this is? And she's still with us all these years. Uh, Sarah um, uh, sent her resume and showed up 10 days later. Just from showed up five states away. Yeah, ten hour drive. Uh, spelling and grammar counts, Barry Stein. 
I'm out. <laughs> um, it's attention to detail. That's what mm. we should be looking at. Today, we're going to go over our resumes of the job on the Cigar Authority. The list, um, list your relevant work experience, your key achievements, your reference of your educational profit, uh, properly. Is your, have you ever had to go look um, as you're investigating thing to look into people, whatever they wrote, and see if it's real? A hundred percent. Especially when uh, client A was looking to do business with client B, or not eventually client yeah. B. Did a full background check, found out they were full of shit. Wow, that's bad. When you when you see that there's lies in it, I mean that's an absolute uh, immediate uh, out. Uh, Tom Criswell wants to know: Does desired position follow the sex question? Ah, uh, <laughs> I see. What reverse you cowgirl did there. <laughs> <laughs> reverse cowgirl. <laughs> Oh, he doesn't know what cowgirl is, <laughs> no. and he only can imagine what the reverse of it is. She's upside down. Put relevant skills that fit the job. So all you should be talking about stuff that is is that fits so you, the job. I, I nailed we're that. Not, we're hold, not interested in hold things. Hold on. Let me edit out all my computer experience. Yes. Well, some fit. of it's relevant to right. my position if it on is, the show. You, uh, your Take resume it. should address their needs and how you can help them achieve their goals. Period. Not it's not about you. It's about the position that you're looking for the job. Uh, you know everything about this job. You should know it uh, going into your applying for the job. This is a host on the Cigar Authority podcast. It's a podcast and there's live video on the show. And you know that because you did your homework beforehand. Uh, you see that our candidates came dressed for the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not all that great. Well, huh. you, you're here to reapply for the job. I have a Cigar Authority sweatshirt. Clearly, I'm rocking the swag. Where is your Cigar Authority sweatshirt? <laughs> oh, underneath layer number two. Low of key. Four, I get cold. Okay. I'm putting that in my resume. It's chilly up here. I demand heat. Were they punctual? Yes. Mm. Ed Sullivan came in first. Right. Followed by myself. You beat me. Followed by Mr. Jonathan coming in third. On his vacation. Next to next to last. And Barry Stein. <laughs> um, do you remember Pat? Other jobs, I don't know if you worked here at the time, and then I'd have a group of people applying for the job at the same time, and we're keeping track of who showed up first. I've heard you tell the yeah. story, but I, I didn't witness that. Uh, are they fully prepared? We'll soon know if they're prepared for this. Um, the Cigar Authority, in this case, uh, is meant to be an expert authority. Why the brand is an expert authority? The way you position yourself in the company is critical to your personal and professional success. Most leaders uh, intentionally develop their strategy, position themselves as experts. That's what we're trying to do here. They are seen as someone who is the authority and a valued resource for high-quality information. I know we goof around a lot, but the information, when we're talking about cigars, we try to be accurate and high-quality. Hang on one second. Barry, I'm actually a little nervous. I think he's taking this more seriously than I thought. Yeah, me too. Okay. This is serious. He, <coughs> did I not make myself understood? Jonathan, it's not clear I'm making it through the show. Fair enough. Who are the people of authority? They are the leaders and pioneers of the industry. They are people who consistently pop up in industry-related news and events. They are the ones who they are approached for interviews. They are opinions. Their opinions make a difference, and they are cited as experts and leading authorities in the industry. That's what you should be as the cigar authority. 
We see them give lectures and podiums, speak in seminars, and conducting workshops. He's, they find sta- it- he's stacking it for him now. Yeah. I feel good about this. I have a whole section that pertains to this. All right. Yeah. So Barry feels good and you guys feel bad. Just yeah. getting ready for it. You find their names as authors of recent business articles on the front cover of business books, and they are impact they are impact makers and influencers. These are the real influencers, the people that are the authority on the subject. No one is born an authority. Established authority can be achieved by anyone if they know how and they work hard to cultivate it. Are you the cigar authority? Let's see. Um, Ted Hughes wants to know if he applies is the ability to pronounce words correctly a positive or negative? It would be a positive. So it would be a negative if you don't do it. I understand my my shortcomings. shortcomings. Uh, Absolutely. And we'll get to my shortcomings. But uh, right now we're going to go to uh, Ed Sullivan. But first, it's time for the poll question of the week. And that's brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. And each week you can head over to the Cigar Authority and cast your vote. And uh, the Christmas spirit hit me. In January, we'll start another bracket poll. But for now, we asked you what the best Christmas movie of all time was. And your options were Christmas Vacation, Bad Santa, Die Hard, Elf, A Miracle on 34th Street, A Christmas Story, It's a Wonderful Life, and Home Alone. Did you leave any out? Jesus. Well... It's a lot. It's Die Hard, obviously. No, that's a that's a cop out Christmas movie. But go ahead. It's Die Hard. Ah, your mother's a girl. Beating Christmas Vacation by one point three five percent. That's not a Christmas. Fucking Die Hard. It's a Christmas movie. It's a great Christmas movie. How, How can you watch that movie and not be in the Christmas spirit? As they throw Santa down the elevator shaft. Well. See, I'm a fan of Christmas Story. Did you said you saw the new I, one? I did, but they took out all the questionable content, like the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, none of that thing was there, but it was it was decent. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it again. It's decent. It's, it's worth it. It's worth a couple. The one hours. where the guy comes back and now he's the dad. Is that the? Yes. Okay, I heard an interview of that guy. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't like the Christmas Story. Really? Yeah. If flop, the best part if was the sticking out, sticking yeah. the tongue to the pole. Yeah. That was the best part of the movie. Chinese restaurant was the best. Far yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot good. And okay. The soap scene gives me flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. You went through that. Uh, okay, we got a new one. New poll question. New, Up there, new poll question a week. Uh, I'm still in the Christmas spirit, um, so we're going to ride that train for a while. All right. Well, can't, can't really? be too much while, but okay. You're not going to ask them who is the cigar authority, or. I was going to do that, but we know it would be me. Our our audience at the end should decide if somebody should be thrown off the island, but we'll we'll get to that. I'm sure the emails will come rolling in. All right, so who dares go first is Ed Sullivan. He gets the short straw. Sorry for that. Or maybe he gets it out of the way. Maybe he gets it out of the way. So let's let's hear it. All right, this is a list of my shortcomings. or No, qualifications. Yes, qualifications where you want to go. All right. Well, we'll start with I do have over 30 years of cigar smoking experience. Uh, yeah. Con- conservatively, I calculate somewhere between 50 and 60,000 cigars smoked over that period of time. That's a lot. It's a lot. And all different kinds. I say we hire. Now, and I did 
get a good run on Cuban cigars as well, you know, including a, a trip to Cuba to see their primitive manufacturing methods. Yep, he was there. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm still trying to improve, Dave. I'm going to a real cigar tour in Nicaragua yes. in February yep. over to your... Well, I'm not going to say the word. I don't want people drinking. Yeah, but they can't early. be drunk this early. <laughs> no, they can't be. Um, you know, so I started pretty seriously right from the get-go because that was the earliest days of social media. Yes. D- Dave was around for those ASC, alt.smokers.cigars. Yeah, there wasn't many of us, but uh, you were there. And I did my first blind testing way back then. You know who that was with, Dave? Was it Saka? Yeah. Okay. The the Mott, right? The yep. monthly officious taste test. And I nailed the, the Cuban out of that group. Wow. Oh, yeah. Definitely picked that one out. You know, this one doesn't get me above anyone else, but Cigar Journal Tasting Panel. Yes. Which is a chicken and egg thing. I got it really because I'm on this. Okay. <laughs> Rather than the other way around. But that may be true of everyone. I do have 18 months of cigar retail experience. Yes, you do. And I think, you know, for me on this panel, I think it's better now that I'm not in retail. Ah. I can be the the voice of the educated consumer. Okay. Rather than retail. But you had your toe in there. You you know, you understand. I I dipped my toe in there and realized I'm not a people person. And I got out. Okay. Um. I think this qualifies me for something, maybe lunatic or something. I currently have seven open boxes of cigars in my car. Ah. Yeah. So I'm pretty much a mobile cigar lounge. I think I have something that everybody would enjoy smoking. So. And anybody else would think that they're going to dry up, but he smokes a lot of cigars. I, I smoke them quick. He's got, it's got no problem. You know, I have uh, the box of 50. I can detect over time. Ah, maybe I'll put these back in the humidor and yep. break them out again. But, uh, you know, I have, uh, let's see, I think in the end, I think I, I am the ideal candidate to be the producer on this show. All right. Well, so, you have a face for it. Absolutely. But uh, more, more so than that, I've got cigar knowledge. And nobody else wants to do this. As a group, hundred inter- percent true. As a group interview, his anger showing has to be a detriment, right? It's a negative. Yeah, yeah. I'm not he being interviewed be yet. <laughs> yeah, but, it's a group interview. But, you, but you're here. You're here, and you're part of it. But that's that's who you are. You could, you could, <laughs> if you acted like you didn't do it, I already know because I know who you are. That's not fair. So, in in summary, you're free to replace me at any time, but you won't get a better person for this. There we go. And if you go with Ed in the car. And he doesn't just offer you a cigar. He asks, offers you what a selection. Kind? <laughs> Which kind would you like? Would you like long or short? Fat, fat or thin? Are or you fat? recommending that we record a podcast in his car? You could. Hot box. Hot box <laughs> with Ed Sullivan, a two-hour show. It's uh, like a cigar. We might end up uh, in a fight with Mike Tyson over that, but we could do uh, it. So, so, Barry, for my selection, I've got uh, some Neanderthal HOXDs. Right. I've got some West Tampa Black. That's in the Robusto side. I've got some street tacos. I've got Perdomo Puritos. I've got HVC in the green box. I've got HVC hotcake and HVC Black Friday. There we go. So 
When we take on a road trip. That's it. (laughs) Every day, all day. That's what he does. Can you pick me up on Saturdays? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's good. And uh, should we keep him? Yeah, we got to keep him. No one else wants. That's probably the most important thing he said through that entire resume was nobody else wants the job. He's just not the guy pressing the buttons on there, but he is part, even though you don't see him. People hear him and people recognize his voice because I know that that ends up happening. It's very recognized. He is an authority on the subject of cigars, and he was even before he started being on the Cigar Authority because he was a customer for many, many years and talked to me about cigars. So I know that he's he's well qualified over and above people that do this for a living, other people that do it for a living. He's an authority. But I'm an authority in the podcast space now, as you know. You're an engineer, which I don't know if there's another person that runs a podcast that the person that's running their board, whether it be them or somebody else, that's a an engineer of audio. I think the one that does come to mind is Rogan's uh, engineer, mm-hmm. Jamie. I think he's yep. probably the only one that I know but of. He doesn't do a cigar podcast. No. No, he doesn't. No. So, so you're saying he's not like George Jetson? He's not just a button pusher? He's the best in the business, and, and that's why he's on the show, Dave, and there's no he, doubt about it. Here's the thing. Uh, when I uh, applied for a job at Two Guys, let, let's say that was more casual, right? Yeah. I think I sent you a message and said, you got any jobs? And you replied, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> He's wealthier than me, by the way, just so everybody knows. I, I don't know. With all your inventory? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm more liquid than you are. Yes, certainly, <laughs> certainly. Uh, all right, so we're keeping Ed Sullivan, and uh, we're, we're keeping uh, Leaf by Oscar, the Corojo. Actually, it comes in three wrappers, right? Uh, four. 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 Connecticut, Corojo, Sumatra, oh. and Maduro. Not Sumatra. Don't it, make me smoke mm-hmm. that. Yeah? No, I don't like it. Well, they sell. They all sell. It's amazing that it sells. Uh, and, and as we smoke it, we see why. When Jonathan brought me this cigar, uh, as a you buyer. You smoked the Maduro was your first one. And I said, holy God, the cigar's legit. It's not just this crazy packaging that's on it. Uh, I wonder if they took that crazy packaging on if it would even get more popular. I don't know, man. Or offer it both ways. I think it's gonna. it would change the cigar considerably because... You take off that outer wrapper, the cigar seems oilier Oilier. than a traditional cello cigar. So I'd be curious how much of the oils would disappear with the removal. You know, I love an uncellophane cigar. You open the box and it's beautiful. and These come in bundles, but you open that bundle and the the aroma is great too. But the thing about this that is where it made its watermark on the industry is it is an easy, short name to remember. The Leaf yeah. by Oscar. Yeah. Uh, Dave, some comments from the audience. Uh, our good friend Chopper Copper says, Ed is overqualified. We're lucky he tolerates the rest there of you. There we go. Well, hopefully uh, you're going to see all overqualification throughout this. Jo- John Villa says uh, he needs a podcast from Mr. Ed's car that would be titled Degenerates in Cars Smoking Cigars. I like that. I like that, we- too. I think we should do a show like in the springtime when it's not too hot, not too cold, in yeah. some sort of ventilation. Because if you open the window, it's going to make a noise that's not going to go well. Yeah. And then again, can you drive and press the buttons at the same time? 
It's a Tesla. It, you could have it drive it, itself. Okay. It, it'd be difficult, and it'd be hard to get the same sound quality. We'd get something good. So we drive a little bit, then we pull into a parking lot. We get something to eat. <laughs> do the the cops, cops come over and say, what are you doing? Yeah. It's the well, smoke billows yeah. out the yeah. windows. I think we got something here. All right, let's go to break. Uh, we got one down, three to go. Are we really the Cigar Authority? Each one of us giving our resumes for the job. Help wanted. Apply now. Plus, the 2023 Challenge Coin. We'll show you that when we get back. We are live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not 
Limited Quantity Produced as a vertically integrated family-owned company. Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padrón Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padrón Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. Sono Michael Cappellini dal Toscano Cigars, stai ascoltando al Cigar Authority sul United Podcast Network. Benvenuti Michael Cappellini coming on next week, right? We got him coming back. Uh, and we are back. We're smoking Leaf by Oscar as we go over our resumes for the Cigar Authority position here. Everybody lost their job, and uh, Ed Sullivan came back strong. He's got I, his job. I got my job back. Yeah, that's it. You're all fired. And I've, never, uh, I've never had to write a resume in my life. All right. So This is the first time I've ever done well, it. We'll see how bad you did or whatever you did. But first, uh, the Cigar Authority Challenge Coin. The uh, new Challenge Coin is out. Each year, the Cigar Authority will issue a coin in December. The first coin was issued back in 2022, last year, as the Perdomo. This time, we've mailed it out to the people of the Cigar Authority Care Package. Also, we'll give one to guests to come see the Cigar Authority for the first time live. As a little momentum for visiting the studio. Or memento. Memento. For 2023, just 1,200 of these coins were produced in never the same form, making it unique. Each year, the coin will look a little different with the sponsor changing each time. This is the 2023, and we asked the winner of the 2022 Cigar of the Year if they would want to sponsor the coin this year. They agreed. Mickey Pegg and Frank Leo from All Saints Cigars has the back of the coin over here, and the story goes that the Cigar Authority Challenge coin is a coin, the coin holder may challenge the owners of All Saints Cigars by slamming their coin down in a cigar lounge, cigar bar, or any cigar event wherever they see Mickey or Frank. And if Mickey or Frank does not have his coin uh, at that moment, He agrees to buy you a gift, maybe a cigar, a lighter, a cutter, drink, um, and um, you must be the first one. If there's a whole line of people that do it, no, you're the first one that did it at that at that moment, so uh, they don't have an entire room full of people. Um, if Mickey or Frank has, uh, has the challenge coin, you agree at that point by making that challenge that you will buy their cigar the next possible time you possibly can when it's available. If it's in a bar and there's not cigars to be bought, then you go to the cigar store after and you buy the cigar. That's it. Now, uh, that just is, to be clear, these expire, right? Nick, they, Nick Perdomo, you got to hit him up this month? or That's it. That's December it. 31st is his last day, and then he can relax and uh, take all the lumps on oh. the, the chin he took because he showed up at a lot of places without the coin. And I, I know he paid I got to bring mine. Because I'm going to see him mm. in Miami, so that, that's the manufacturer move. Don't carry the coin. Give the person a cigar. Yeah. Well, they certainly see that there's a lot of cigar authority people out there mm -hmm. because that uh, coin gets slammed down way too often. I've been told by Nick Perdomo. And the problem, Barry, is you know Nick. He's so competitive. Yes. That I think it doesn't enter his mind. It's a good thing to have somebody try one of your cigars. Right. But he, he wants to win. win. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right. So who's next? Mr. Jonathan is next. Uh, let's hear it. 
All right. Uh, I am Mr. Jonathan. I'm the manager of the Two Guys Smoke Shop uh, Salem location, which should take care of any and all cigar knowledge concerns. I'm the boss here. Yeah. I have that job and that title. The job I'm applying for is the second chair of the Cigar Authority podcast. My summary, why I think I should be applying for this job is I have a, I'm 44, but I have a 40, I am a 42 year veteran of doing and saying whatever is on my mind with little to no concern for how it will make me look to the rest of the population. I have a real passion for ball busting along with a quick wit and a healthy vocabulary and I have no feelings so they can't be hurt. Is that a positive? I don't know. My area of experience. I have literally been the butt of the joke since 1986 when I told everyone in my third grade class that I was signing up for my first ballet class. I also currently drive a Mini Cooper. My favorite movie is Summersby, and I cried during The Lion King. <laughs> Skills that I bring to the table. I can take a punch, especially in the face. I create new words out of old ones. Cigar Liberty, Lichen. I invented the Cigar Taylor. I can read. Not well. But let's face it, neither can the host. Languages. I'm fluent in wise-ass, tomfoolery, and sarcasm. I'm a consummate pot stirrer. Conversationalist. I'm capable of discussing most topics with most people most of the time. This is probably the biggest one right here. I have no problem being wrong, knowing I'm wrong, and after being proven wrong, I'm great at insisting that I'm not wrong while presenting new evidence. At the very least, I can help fill the two hours. Every good promotion needs someone to hate, and since I'm that guy in real life, I will have no trouble generating hatred on a weekly podcast about cigars. And I have some references. Okay. I reached out to my buddy Nick Miller at Cigar Pulpit and asked him to say a few words about me, uh, and these are just direct quotes. Mr. Jonathan has been on my show three or so times, and I have still not gotten a word in edgewise. He once talked for 36 minutes about ghosts on my cigar podcast. It was the single biggest flop of an interview since we had the blogger guy that gives cigars 100 plus ratings. Please take this guy so he will stop begging to be on our show. And then uh, my buddy Greg Rampy from the Barbecue Central podcast. Again, direct quotes. Mr. Jonathan is my resident cigar expert. It's just about the only thing he does right. Did you know he once tried to pass off sous vide brisket as real brisket? I do. The only thing he knows well is cigars. Please take him so he will stop begging to be on my show. And then uh, I was out of references, so I asked my mom if she would write a few things. That's good. Uh, Jonathan has been arguing with me since he was two years old. He once kept talking back while the bar of soap was in his mouth. Please take him so he'll stop begging for more soap. Is there anything there on why you should be the cigar authority? Is it go to the very top again that you are the I think I covered manager? all the cigar stuff in that first sentence. I mean. You want me to get you some knee pads? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Let's think about that while we ask the Dawn by Don Raphael Cigars. It's time to ask the Dawn. Brought to you. By Don Rafael Cigars. Don Rafael Cigars are premium cigars. Mellow and smooth. Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. 
Now, here is the question of the week. And James writes through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. Hello, gentlemen, and Mr. J. And that opening line right there proves that my resume is correct. I don't know. It kind of makes you sound like they, an afterthought. They always have you separated from mm-hmm. us. It's true. I hope whoever answers this question uh, that it will help in your interview. When receiving cigars in the mail without a humidifying pack, what is the best practice to take care of them before smoking them? Open them and light them. Yeah, stop living humidity scared. If it's in the winter, you want to bring them up to temperature more than anything else. Yeah, you don't want to winter and summer. Yeah. Yeah, summer and bring it down to temperature. Takes three days to arrive to you. Keep it in the humidor for five. But like me, I, I don't live humidity scared, and obviously Ed Sullivan doesn't <laughs> no. either. You do smoke out of the truck when the stuff just comes yeah, in, and I, I don't have, like to. I have a humidity meter that we sell yeah. at twoguyscigars.com, yeah. and I've never had a cigar below 62% mm. that I lit up, even right off the yeah. truck. I have a humidity finger. It's called, uh, or gauge. It's my fingers. Yes, you squeeze Is, does it. Does it seem dry? Okay, throw it in the well, humidor. Or does it seem too soft because of the heat and sure. the hot weather and stuff? And really, the, the cigars that you're going to struggle with the most are the ones that are wrapped with some sort of shade wrapper, whether it's Ecuadorian or true Connecticut shade. Those are the ones that are going to be the most susceptible, again, to temperature, not mm-hmm. so much. The humidity is important, but... The temperature is the most vital portion of that. And they say this because they are the Cigar Authority. Well, Ed Sullivan is so far. Uh, next week, we have a Cigar Authority on the show. Michael Capolini from Toscano Cigars joins us for his annual December trip. Uh, what happens every year when he comes up is we usually get a snowstorm. So just uh, everybody... Uh, Get ready for that. Um, we are smoking the Master Age Series, one, two, three. Yes. So that ought to be interesting, and too. And our care people notice, uh, no, you randomly got a one, two, or three. Yeah, okay. And um, the following week is uh, questions for the Cigar Authority. Ask us anything, and you can send emails in, or you can go right live as the show's going on, and that's what we're going to try to go to, but we may run out if, if – People aren't jumping in asking enough questions, uh, but just keep banging us questions, and it doesn't matter what it is, uh, we're going to answer it. You're going to get an answer one way or the other. I, I, I don't like that. I know. It's terrible. But uh, Anything? Anything. Anything. There's got to be some topics that are off limits. Well, you can answer it. I'm, uh, plead the fifth. Plead the fifth or whatever, but they can certainly ask anything, and, and we'll read the questions out uh, no matter what. So uh, that being said... Uh, so Jonathan makes a good point that uh, as you see emails coming in, uh, he is the butt of the jokes even as the email starts. Hey, gentlemen and Mr. Jonathan, you know, and things like that. And he, he plays it up, and he's, he has never walked off the show because, hey, these guys are hurting my feelings. He has no feelings. We didn't have feelings back in the day anyway. No. We weren't allowed to have them. Uh, Jonathan is younger than us, but it seems like he doesn't have feelings either. So right. that's kind of good. When you're the host of a show... People, you know, tell us what you're doing wrong an awful lot, right? It's uh, my favorite part. Yeah. So you're okay with it. So uh, I, I think- a lot of the chat room thinks if he hasn't seen The Godfather, he's got to go. <laughs> I understand. That is part of it, too. He, and, he, and he plays that up like he, he takes that on so that they make fun of him even more. But um, I think we have some sort of contest with him. And if he loses, he has to watch it and... 
we get you together. Can, you're big on these contests. Like you're going to try to run a contest where I have to eat a lectin, and then you're going to yes. do now one where I got to watch the <laughs> the thing. I'm not doing it. You well, had mashed potatoes the other day at, at Thanksgiving. I needed so to break my a, keto cycle. Yeah, so you still you, never ate grass either. Yeah, and you need to do it. So. <laughs> yeah, how can it. you say he has no feelings if he cried at the Lion King? Isn't that yeah? That well, that was in high school. I, yeah, there was probably like one feeling left back yeah. then. And did you get a beaten for that when people found out? <laughs> the girl I was on the date with uh, made oh, fun God. of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, you're you're with the you're with the guy with the I would say. You seem a little reluctant there, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's mixed feelings. Well, I think Ed Sullivan had a better case. Right? Yeah. He his played. case was that no one else wants to do the job, and he does. That was his case. Mm-hmm. He didn't no. really get into his who, technical who, no. aspects. You for did. What, for what he does, who, there's who no better, gonna, there's no better in the industry. Who sit here that has my level of knowledge and can yeah. do all of that? So and knows everything about cigars. You're, you're the only guy I want sitting in that seat. Absolutely. There it is. So he's the best for it. Do you feel like you're the best for this position? Out of this panel? No, out of everybody. You're applying for a job on the Cigar Authority. I, I think for, you, us, for apparently second chair, whatever the fuck that means. That's but, where I sit. Oh. This is the second chair. This is the color commentary position. I think after today, you should reseat the chairs. You have, yeah. to know, you have to know what your role is and where your strong suit is. I remember is. Barry wanted an end seat as I would want an end seat. Yeah, that's the fat guy move. <laughs> so, that's what happened there, just so you know why you got the middle position. Jonathan likes being between two and, men. What right. could you say? The yeah. beauty of it is as the show has gone on, you get more space. On the other side, yes, Jonathan. Yeah, the shrinks. middle. Yeah, you have not much more. Yet. I can go. No, you can't. Uh, all right, let's go to Barry Stein. Let's see what he's got. Uh, Nineteen ninety-eight. I walked into a cigar shop for the first time, picked up a part-time position, and a year later, I became a partner in the shop. I took a shop that was just a hobby, and I turned it into a successful business. And I held it for ten years until we sold it, so I can become a private investigator. But during that time, I was also hired by Tom's River Country Club to begin hosting cigar dinners. It would be the first of 10 dinners over two years. I was in charge of cigar selection, and I would work hand-in-hand with the chef and the bar manager to create a pairing menu. In 2007, I began one of the most popular cigar blogs. You could say I'm one of the originators of the cigar blog. There was only four or five of us at the time. It was a cigarsmoker.com. And it was by the encouragement of Sam Lassier at Nub, and while insignificant at the time, it was my first roundabout interaction with David Garofalo, unbeknownst to me, mm. the inventor of the Nub. In 2008, I was invited by Smoke Magazine to become part of their tasting va- panel for reviews, which were featured in their magazine. 2010, I began writing a column for Cigar Magazine, which was a German-based publication, which saw my articles translated for the publication. Did you translate them? No, and thankfully I had an editor. In 2011, I also began writing a bi-monthly article for the Cigar Network magazine. But in July 2010, my career took the next level. I was invited by La Aurora with a group of bloggers where we were taught the basics of tobacco and blending by Guillermo Leon, Jose Blanco, and Manuel Anoa. And we formed a tasting panel for what would become the new Laura Aurora 107. So I worked on a blend for the first time. In 2010, I took a consulting job with Laura Aurora in Miami Cigar and Company, and I was asked by Laura Aurora to handle their social media accounts for the launch of Laura Aurora 107. 
January 2011, I'm on a podcast for the first time, a guest here on the Cigar Authority. Was that the first time you were on a podcast? Yes. And, oh. and I uh, joined you from my caddy at Brighton Beach. Which he did the best by far of any of the podcasters that we interviewed. We had a whole segment, or we, I think I was by myself at that time, or were you there? No, I was there. Yeah. Um, and um, we would interview different part, different bloggers, and uh, I learned that some of them do the written word a lot better than they do uh, podcasting. But Barry jumped in and busted our balls and stuff of didn't even know him, and it, it was good. In 2011, I'm invited back to La Aurora with a different group of bloggers. I was the only returning blogger from the first trip, and we formed another tasting panel for the release of what would become the La Aurora 107 Maduro. 2011, I take a part in a protest at Paley Park with key industry figures over the draconian cigar ban, making it illegal to smoke in parks in New York City. I'm pictured in multiple newspapers. I'm quoted on WINS radio, and an audio soundbite for myself appears on CBS New York radio, giving me a background uh, in this media. Yep. Yeah. As I said early on, of people quoting you and getting uh, press as an authority on the subject. Nice. October 2011, I'm invited by Jason Wood of Miami Cigar to hand out cigars and represent Miami Cigar at Little Puff in Washington, D.C. Little did I know this was a working interview with the company. Meanwhile, in 2011, I'm invited with 10 other bloggers to a trip for General Cigars in the Dominican Republic, where we get a crash course in blending from Benji Menendez. And is, on day is that when you got married? Uh, no, that was one of the previous oh, Laura right. trips. On day three, we were given the opportunity to create a blend on our own. We were taught to roll cigars. We rolled 20 samples of said cigar. And according to Victoria McKee, who handled the uh, social media aspect and organized the trip, and she did a lot of marketing for General, my blend was going to be released as a cigar. However, shortly thereafter, General changed uh, the president and the company, and the project fell through. But on December 31st, I would be hired by Miami Cigar and Company to a full-time position where I would relocate from New York City to Miami. I would handle the social media, marketing, and sales support for their sales rep. January 2012, I fly to the Dominican Republic where I spent three years learning everything about tobacco from various agriculture professors and employees of La Aurora. February 2012, I begin leading factory trips with various retailers around the country, teaching them what goes on inside a cigar factory. March 2012, the first of series of advertisements I create for Miami Cigar appear in print in various publications. In 2012, I fly to Esteli, Nicaragua to work on a new blend for Nesta Miranda Special Selection. We come up with the Connecticut, which was released in Q3 of the same year. 2012, I redesigned the Miami Cigar logo to the circular logo that's currently in use. And I redesigned the Miami Cigar Company band so the logo sticks out slightly on the back, creating a tab to remove the band easily. And to my knowledge, it's the first time any company uh. used that design, which is now used by many companies. Yeah. 2023, I launched a project called Kilo, a cigar I blended and worked on for a year. 2023 is next year. Excuse me, 2013, a project called Kilo, which I worked on for a year and a half with Miami Cigar in La Aurora, and it gets launched in Santa Fe, New Mexico. 2014, I leave Miami Cigar Company to work for a shop in Connecticut who wanted to launch an online store. Trade shows, though. Didn't you do trade shows? Yeah, I did trade yeah. shows. All right. Um, 2014, I leave Miami Cigar, go to a shop in Connecticut that wanted to launch an online store. 
After six weeks, he decided he couldn't afford me. I get told to call up David Garofalo, and I take a job here at Two Guys Smoke Shop. Who told you that? Lindsay Heller. Ah, she told who I've me, never met. Nope, but she told me you were looking for somebody. I should reach out to you. Sure enough, you were. I, I don't know if I was, but you okay. gave me an Atabay. <laughs> gave me an Atabay. Told you it was the best cigar I ever had, and yeah. you hired me on the spot. Did you give it a hundred? Eventually, I did. Yeah. <laughs> June 2014, I appear for the first time as a co-host on the Cigar Authority. 2015, we relaunched Kilo. 2016, I've become the only cigar personality to ever get married on a cigar podcast. Ah. And today, I oversee twoguyscigars.com and the Cigar Authority, both of which have seen a over 400% growth since I became part of the team. Good resume, Mr. Jonathan. Don't you think that's an awful lot of ass-kissing going on there? I banged a celebrity. It had nothing to do with cigars. (laughs) Did you smoke cigars that day? No. Did plenty of Coke, though, and SoCo. (laughs) That's not a positive thing of it. Only because the chat room is telling me I had to include it. So you got 25 years into cigar business. Yeah, 1998. Ed Sullivan's been smoking cigars for 30 years, and, you know, although not on... um, as part of a business, he was writing and stuff on the blogs and things like not on the blogs on the whatever they call those news. Those Usenet, yeah, yes, Usenet. You are correct, yeah. Barry. I was on there. Yeah, I was a lurker. There we go. Um, and uh, sounds impressive to me. Yeah. Like if you were reading a resume seriously, you were reading this resume, you'd say it's an all star. You got to bring this guy in. Got to bring him in. Yeah. And there's been some bumps along the way, but I think I've become a model employee. Or close to it. No. Come on, throw me a bone. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. Model employee, I cannot say that. But uh, your resume- Controversial employee. Yes, controversial is, is a better word. Um, but it's outstanding. Uh, he didn't list uh, one of his major skills uh, as being able to watch TV while working. It's an important skill, you know, be on the podcast, be able to make sure you watch your soccer game. Yeah, it was yeah. hockey. Yeah, it's hockey. It was soccer this morning during the I after show. I didn't put it on until after the after yeah. show. Anyway, you're trying to beat up somebody that's applying for a job, but if you were sitting in the room with me, How, this hang person on, came wait, on. Hang on a second. You shit all over my resume. That was a good resume. It wasn't as good as the other two resumes. Well, a note from your mom? Yeah. That, that's not a It's a reference. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had anybody give me their mom as a reference. I ran out of people. Barry, you hired. Thank you. I I did check a reference one time, and the person said, yeah, he was an ideal employee, got along with everyone until he stabbed a co-worker. So now that I'm rehired... We need to talk salary. Where we go? Because I think I'm worth a lot. No, it's very impressive. You're very, you're very generous. No, it's very impressive. We, we, and it wouldn't be a bad idea, like to all of our employees. Hey, rewrite the resume for the job. You know, in certain countries, in certain factories, at the end of every year, they lose their jobs and they reapply. And there's a a reason for it, which is, has something to do with uh, their unemployment or something that goes on there, and they reapply for the job. And it's the same guy that was sitting there, and you know they talk first of the year, and they say, "What do you want to do?" He goes, "It's, it's me, Juan. I sit right over there. I roll cigars." And he goes, "What are you here for?" Well, I, I want to sit there again, and, and they reapply for the job. Very, very interesting, of reapplying for the job. Jonathan was interesting because he applied for a job as the producer of the show, and came in and sat in chair number two as the host of the show. 
where he wasn't invited and wasn't <laughs> asked to or wasn't he didn't apply. I knew for I the forgot job. to put something yeah, on my resume. Like Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah, he just sat there and he never left. Huh. And uh, no, but he, you're it welcome. Is, it is true of the things you said on the show of of what you did and uh, you know, but you didn't get into it the way you should have, which was with a buyer for a cigar company. You're not the buyer anymore, but you're the manager of a store, which is a big store that I have heard of and do huge growth and things like Barry ended up doing. You never did a resume. That's how to do a resume. You And how Ed did the resume. You wow the person reading the resume to say, holy shit, I got to have this guy. I already know what what you've done. You just didn't put how it in. How could you not hire me after reading that resume? You're looking for a guy that's willing to be the heel. No, you took that position. We weren't looking for a heel. (laughs) No, now you're looking. Now that you know that that's an important skill to have. So Zach, so Zach Nasda says, so to get this straight on like Mr. J, Jonathan is the punching bag and everyone else is overqualified. Hmm. He's overqualified, too. He just didn't put in his resume yes. of the qualifications. Right. He you has. could write a better resume for him. He was a disc jockey. He was an MC of weddings and important events many, many times. He never puts it in there. He's just missing so, so much. of. So I should have added humility to my resume. I get it. Dave, here, here's the lesson for you. If you ever want to get rid of him, you have to write the resume for him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, on what planet do you write a resume for somebody so you can fire them? I, but as Dave, I, I, Dave's a nice guy. He'd I was listening it. to him as I watching him as I was reading what a resume is and all that stuff, and he was like, "Look what you're doing here. You're messing with what I've done." I don't know what he did, but obviously <laughs> he did not do it properly. Um, but That's you hired him true. anyway. That's I, not true. Yeah, because I know. Right. Because I know. But somebody else may not have hired him with that kind of resume to say, you know, his my mother said I was good. <laughs> this other guy told me I was, you know, trying to be funny. And I'm telling you, that's not the way the resume goes. But you, you took it a different way. Please. And you have the job. Please fire me. Yeah, you don't mean that. <laughs> you don't mean that. Uh, all right. What do you think of Leaf by Oscar? Solid cigar. Very solid cinnamon. Little white pepper. That's got to be coming off of the Corojo wrapper. Again, I don't believe it to be authentic Corojo. It doesn't have that depth of spice, but there is a subtle cinnamon. There is a subtle white pepper going on. Uh, Effortless draw. The combustion line is flawless. This is a very, very good cigar for that $10 price It's one of those cigars you should not judge a book by its color. Correct. Mm. I think they should make it in two versions. They should put a regular inside a box and have the other one too. Mm -hmm. Call it the same thing and what, what, you know, just the ones on the shelf. It's been long enough with this. Strength check? Five. Straight medium. I got three. Yeah, I was thinking four or five. Four. 74% 74% of our chat room says four to five. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go to break. And when we come back, uh, idea to name the show back in 2010, The Cigar Authority. I was concerned about it. And after going over my resume, putting the resume together because I didn't do that before, I'm actually good with it. I think we are The Cigar Authority. See if you agree when we come back. We are live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on the CigarAuthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th Anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar 
Pure Authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Nelson Afronso from Selected Tobacco, the company who made and manufactured Atabay, Byron, and Bandolet. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, and we are reapplying for the position of the Cigar Authority. Are we worthy? You decide. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, before we light up the next cigar, Tom Troy is in the audience. I want to mention Tom Troy today. Uh, he's back because for the holidays and, and other, other little things he has to do. But uh, he owns a company in Aruba called the Aruba Cigar Company. And if you go down there where the boat stock is the Aruba Cigar Company, it's a cigar shop and cigar lounge, and they got a bar there. And I'll be there in January to see it first for myself. Uh, but go there, say hi to Tom Troy, and tell him you listen to the Cigar Authority, and maybe he'll buy an ad on the show or something. No, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, now, Dave was comedian Tony V. He was there at the same time. He, he was there already, and he'll be there again. Mm. And I will meet. Uh, comedian uh, Tony V uh, for a cigar at the Aruba Cigar Bar nice. when I go, uh, but I'll be there every day. Um, we'll see how often uh, Tony V, but celebrities go down there. People uh, that, that uh, go visit the uh, Aruba, that's the place to go, the Aruba Cigar Company. and uh, It's a nonstop party in that shop. There, there we go. There's an anonymous user on the CigarAuthority.com chat room that is... Not being very nice toward Jonathan. Ah, And I just want you to know if Rudy has your back. Oh, Rudy's my boy. There we go. So, uh, but Jonathan is okay with being the butt of a joke or whatever. But I don't give a shit. If you think your resume is better than Jonathan's resume, even the one he he gave out, send it to me. Let's see. But uh, bring it on. I I think we got a powerhouse over here. When you you really think about um, 30 years of Barry Stein, 25 years of Barry Stein, 30 years. Um, of Ed Sullivan, 37 years, 38 years, uh, me in the cigar industry. How many years you in? 26 smoking cigars, and I uh, started in 2010, so. Yeah, you start 2010 here, so another 12, 13 years now um, with um, the, on the Cigar Authority. I don't know. If, if you were to pick and try to get an all-star team together to do a Cigar podcast. That's what I'm looking at uh, as I see it, but we'll see if we... Well, and that's part of it, too. You have to be able to do a podcast. Yeah. And so many, as you know, from your interview to find a co-host... And week after week, without missing an episode, by the way, to, to this today is Mr. Jonathan's vacation. He's on vacation today, hmm. and here he is. By the way, he was here every single day except yesterday. Yeah. 
and t- and tomorrow is your last day of your vacation. Right. And he was here every single day. So there's a, there's a lot to it. And smoking cigars the whole time? The whole time. That's it. So not like I'm on vacation. I don't have to smoke cigars because you smoke cigars. Barry, what are we going to smoke? Well, today's second cigar is the Byron 1850, and it's manufactured in Costa Rica by Selected Tobacco. The size is a 7x56 number 2, which is a torpedo. It features an Ecuadorian wrapper, Peruvian binder, and fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. A single will set you back $50, while a box $50. of 25 is $1,249.99. Yeah! And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retail that carries it, try 2GuysCigars.com. That's the number 2, GuysCigars.com. So as I'm reading or talking to somebody... Uh, like Barry came, came for a job, we smoked an Atabay, so it seemed better having the conversation with him. We're going to do my resume now. Uh, I see, so you're front-end loading. Front-end loading. On right? the, the foot of this cigar, if you take a sniff, it's very distinct. It, you got to take the circus penis out of the bag. Did he say penis? Peanuts. He did. I, I, I <laughs> could swear ones. he slipped and he said penis. No, the orange ones, you take them out of the bag, and then you just breathe the essence in the bag. Marshmallow. See, circus I, I, peanuts. I hate circus peanuts, but I like the smell of them, and he's yeah. not far off. All right. That's because I'm the cigar authority. Now Didn't I, you listen to my resume? There's also a little cinnamon. I smoked three different sizes of this cigar. But not this size yet. Same here. I haven't yeah. smoked this size yet. Torpedo yet? Not yet. Jonathan? Nope. All right. It's a first for us. So let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal leadership tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So... Before you get to the light, you're cutting the cigar. What ring gauge do you think you cut the cigar to? About a 40. Mm. Yeah, I'm probably a, about the same. It's a torpedo, so yeah. I, I feel like because it's a torpedo, I want to get as much uh, out of the torpedo as I can, so I'm going to funnel that smoke down into a slightly smaller area on purpose. Yeah, I'm about a 38 to 42. I think Somewhere we're, I think we're all we're all there. Mm-hmm. Ed Sullivan too. Yeah. Otherwise, why have a torpedo? Yeah. Give yourself a slightly smaller ring gauge in your mouth, and, and if you and have your own it. cutter, cut less. You can and then recut it. Recut it if you think you need to recut yeah. it. If you have your own cutter, right now, if you because don't have your own cutter, I got a trick for you. You cut it. You flip the cigar around and suck on the foot. Check the draw. <laughs> oh, it needs to be cut more. Uh, Cut check, it more. Please. <laughs> <laughs> now you haven't put the other end in your mouth. Go. Better do that before you light it. Right. Is, is Dr. Scholl sucking on the foot there? <laughs> yes. Foot fetish do we have? We're going to light our cigar with the Drone by Vertigo, featuring single action, two jets that come alive, fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you got a flip-out bullet punch, easy adjustment, and a fuel window, all for the low price of nineteen ninety nine. That is the Drone by Vertigo. So I'm taking my time on this. This is a $50 cigar. $50. Hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm going to smoke this slow, and I'll finish it on my ride home. Yeah, you're leaving after this. I got some crown molding that needs to be cut. I'm tapping in Sammy B with his special set of skills because it's stained crown molding. It's not painted, so I can't just 
do my best and cock the rest. I got to really, the cuts have to be perfect. Barry, he said cock. Yes, cock and penis in the last 12 minutes. <laughs> it's caulk. A caulk. Caulk. Like Macaulay? Caulkin? <laughs> All right, so I'm ready for my resume. All right, let's get to this abortion. Yeah, to be the host of the Cigar Authority. So a lot of things that has the age on it and all this stuff, I would leave the age off because it's not. I'm not in a good position you, at 62. To you can't ask that it. anymore anyway. Well, can't I, ask how old. No, I disagree. Is. I wouldn't put it on there, so they're not going to ask. It's you not. Know? This is not like you. And you've said it to Barry before that you're not digging ditches here. So that the, there's no physicality to being on a podcast. But having a wealth of knowledge, I think, is something that would empower somebody putting in a resume. Yeah. I think your age and the amount of years in the business are vital. You need experience. I'll put the experience, but I'm not going to put my age. I'm mm-hmm. 62, and I think people would look at he's past his prime or something. And I'm not. I'm, just, I'm ready to go, but they don't know that. Uh, address, I would show that I live around here so that you'd know that I show up every single time. I'm going to be early and all that. Uh, education, I'm only a high school graduate, so I'd leave that out. But I did go to the New England School of Broadcasting, believe it or not. I, I believe it. I didn't do very well in, in English of New England School of Broadcasting, but I did do it uh, because I wanted some experience as I was uh, doing all my MC work for... Um, weddings and uh, disc jockey nightclubs and stuff like that. My objective is on-air host, director of the show, and an on-air personality. Uh, my experience, uh, being a self-employed person my whole life, I think that's a negative, so I'd, I'd leave that out. I'd just get into uh, what I've done. I've, I've been interviewed on many shows, radio, TV, podcasts, live stage, uh, colleges. I'd put that in. Um, Harvard University. Mm. Uh, I uh, was a speaker at Harvard University. I put that in. As for cigars, I've been interviewed uh, about that also, and a guest speaker at many events, including trade shows and conferences. I own and operate uh, and launched the opening of eight cigar shops in my career. From merchandising, advertising, promoting, grand openings to events and promotions year after year, uh, I've been 37 years, and uh, I might leave that out also, 37 years. Makes you also, sound too old. batting sound old. pretty damn close to uh, 900 when it comes to picking what cigars come in the shop. I've been a member of the Retail Tobacconist Association, the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers, Premium Cigar Association, which is the same, but it's another name, so I'd put that in. Member of the Cigar Association of America and a member of the Tobacconist Association of America. I've been on the board of directors of the Retail Tobacconist Association and the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers and the Tobacconist Association of America. I was the president of the trade show committee for the International Premium cigar and pipe retailers in both New Orleans and Las Vegas. I served as the host of the Dream Machine for the Tobacconist Association of America's uh, sales and marketing conference for three years. I served on the Davidoff Board of Advisory from its inception. Um, I don't know if that even exists anymore, but I've been on it every single time that has happened. I'm the only one that has done that. Uh, and I'm an editorial writer for the Cigar Authority blog, right? A true story. I'm a writer for Cigar Journal Magazine. First article coming soon. Watch for that. I, I wrote an article for them. I'm a founding member of the Cigar Association of New Hampshire. Uh, moving on from there, um, skills. 
I developed and operate a podcast, growing into the largest podcast in its field for 13 years. You can't put the experience you have from the podcast that you're applying what, to. I didn't say what podcast on the it was. resume. I didn't say what podcast it was. That's a strike. Eight podcasts. I don't know. Mark that in his file. I own and operate the highest volume brick and mortar independently owned retail shop in the world. I was the second ever cigar retailer to create online sales. I was the first cigar retailer to do cigar dinner events. I am the author of a book about events and promotions, which can be used in the podcast space. I am a blind cigar taster for Cigar Journal magazine for 10 years. I teach cigar school with a curriculum uh, for intermediates to connoisseurs. I created over 30 cigar brands thus far in my career with plans for more. I'm a brand owner, work directly with manufacturers, blenders around the world. I own in a distribution company and work with manufacturers and brand owners to distribute their brands in the United States and around the world. I own and operate a podcast studio where we host, produce, and distribute over 30 shows worldwide. I have won awards in uh, various awards, including but not limited to the Davidoff Golden Band Award for Industry Service and the Cigar Rights of America Awards for the Defense of Liberty. I would be perfect for this position. It was made for me. I would dedicate myself to uh, to this despite all other duties that I have. So I have all these other duties, so you'd think he's not going to be able to put much time into this. Uh, I would. I would make sure that I have the information and everything ready for the show every single week, despite all the things mm-hmm. I have to do, uh, because I'm too busy, it seems. And I, I would say that to the to the person that would look at it, because you got all this stuff going on. Maybe I wouldn't want to hire this guy, but I would dedicate and make sure that I have all the duties ready. Yeah, I mean, let, let's face it. Nobody else is going to do the prep for this show. If you don't do it, it doesn't get done. Right. Sean Bougery wants to know if you're going to include a reference from your mom or at least a bottle of limoncello for the panel. Uh, no. <laughs> um, well, he gave us a, a pretty good cigar. Yeah, he did bribe us with a yeah, bottle. And my cigar did go out on me, so um, I have to relight. Dave, Bingo McTavish says he would buy the audiobook version of your book as long as you read it. Mm. And as bad as I know I read, and that I pronounce words wrong. I'm actually bad for a position for this. So I didn't bring up, mm. you know, all the negative, you know, just squeaking by with a D in English. Uh, yet I, I'm a writer. I'm a writer for a publications and a writer of a... Well, of, you've got proofreaders on staff. Yeah. Um, Barry never uses them, but no, you, you use them. I have spell check, uh, which sometimes has no idea what the hell I'm trying to <laughs> and say. And it has all of the words. Yeah. And it doesn't know what you're trying to say. But uh, I pull it off every week, no matter what. And uh, who's going to do this? I think the, one of the things that you missed is that you are not all that well-versed in the slang terms for certain sexual activities. Which <laughs> I don't think I need that. Which adds to the show because when you are confused, it's funny for the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, Reverse Cowgirl was a highlight of the show. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know a lot about a lot of things, um, but I know about cigars. And I, um, I don't know about, I could not run the Cigar Authority because I have no idea how to click that button. 
You've been on vacation this week, so I get here before you because even though you show up and you're not, you're not getting here before me. So I've had to ring up some sales. I don't know how to use the register very well. True. Actually, I, I was shocked you got through I it. I got through it. I mean, back in the day, it was only me, but it wasn't confusing sh- like this. Shout is. out to Mike Havey, who said, well, I've watched this before, Dave. What you want to do now is try hitting that button. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I know my shortcomings and what I can and can't do. So I hire people to do that position. I don't know how to run a website. So Barry's here to do that. He didn't even mention websites and, you know, what, what goes on there, which is, which. He mentioned both sites that he mentioned oh, yes? at, yep. the, at the end. <laughs> Okay, because the Cigar Authority, not only does he write for it, he makes it operational, which I could not do. I could write for it, and it would be not written properly in, in the best wording of things, but I'd get the <laughs> Kind of like it is now. <laughs> yeah, like it is now, but I couldn't make it, make it operate. So I, I know the shortcomings of it, but I try to have other people around me. Uh, Barry can make the, the website go, and Ed can make the... Uh, Thing go. This is monumental for people who are listening to the show that maybe haven't been listening from the beginning because during the first five or six years, Dave was insistent that he would learn how to do Ed's job. No. And then nobody else would be able to be on the show because he would do it all. I have said when we've gotten up to here that you could do this all by yourself. I can't do that. Yeah. I did the show by myself. Mm-hmm. Even when I had Chuck as the producer or something, I'd do the show by myself, mm-hmm. and he'd maybe not even speak. And do the and it's very very tough to do it. Very but I tough. need to end up doing it. But I need there's a thing called the um, the bus theory, right? Bus factor, yeah. That you need in case something happens to somebody, there has to be a multiple people that can do every everything. So. God forbid something happens to Ed Sullivan. He got sick right now and had to leave the show. Barry or Jonathan both could run the show from there. So there's three. Not as well as you do, Ed. Yeah. No, that's fine. Not as well as you but do. But there's three people or maybe even four because we could tap in Chrissy if we had to that somebody could end up doing it. If something happened to me, you guys could do the show. Maybe not as good uh, and organized or something, but you've done it. Either, either of these are out. And it's just one of the two of them. It still could end up happening. So that's a that's a part of it also that I put myself in as uh, I don't know what word I use, almost orchestrator or whatever, um, conductor, conductor of the show or whatever. That's a big part of it also that I have it so that thirteen years we never missed an episode. Not I've not on. been on every episode. I've been on almost all of them, but not everyone. You've been on almost all of them, but yep. not everyone. And you've been on almost since you've been here, except not all of them. Mm-hmm. And you. I, I still haven't caught up to Chuck yet. Mm. He had seven plus years. I'm, I'm at five plus. So. so, And I know how Ed Sullivan goes. So we got him for a couple more years at least. <laughs> well, After I'm that, it could be any day. Any day. Yes. <laughs> Once he has the record. And that we talked about it at, at, at episode five years or 500? For 500. 500. 500 is where I needed to be because there was a podcast out there that was there for 500 episodes. And what do we do after that? I've, I've reached a milestone that I'm fine with, mm-hmm. and uh, we kept going because we liked it. Yeah, so we're going to go to 1,000. Whoa. I don't know. We're at seven <laughs> something. 1,000 is like six more years. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm not going to guarantee that, but we've broken the 500, and you know it's going to take years for 
uh, people to end up catching up to us, which is, to me, is crazy. So it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) (laughs) In Australia, one of the most common forms of cancer is melanoma. This form of cancer is usually caused from too much time in the sun. So in order to raise awareness for this disease, a charity arranged a photo shoot with a well-known New York City photographer who flew to Australia instead of hiring someone local. The photo shoot lasted a couple hours, and it consisted of 2,500 naked people on Bondi Beach on a day when the UV index reached 10, thus putting more people at risk for the disease. And in case you were wondering, Australians have an average IQ of 99, which is probably from spending too much time in the sun. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. Yes, let's raise sun cancer awareness by posing naked on the beach. Right, and not ninety nine. You would think there was a is a big number, right? Of a hundred, but IQ. What's a good IQ? Ninety nine is considered just below average. I think yeah. hundred. A- average college graduate comes in around one twenty. Well, so I didn't go to college. I, I don't want to. How do you do your IQ? It's a, a test they give you. So yeah, I mean. You can be a f- very intelligent person, but be ignorant of the things that they're asking you in the sure. test. Uh, so I think I would come in last of this group of IQ. I've taken an IQ test. Is yeah. anybody else? Yeah. Everybody did good in high school, for instance? Uh, passable. Like I didn't. I was terrible. Uh, I Can't did, take a test. I, I did good until I blew out my knee and dropped out. Yeah. Oh, so you dropped out. Yeah, I got out. my GED and then I got a college mm. degree. We we should do that. Is it, is it an easy thing to do an IQ test? It, it, It'll take an hour or so? Time consuming. It takes quite a bit of time, I think. Hours or days or? Uh, hours. Maybe we do an IQ test and we we guess what our IQ is. Or <laughs> is it some... I don't think your IQ changes once you kind of know what it, it is. It, it is right. what it is. It, it changes when you get older because critical thinking changes. A lot of it's deduction. You know, what's the next logical step after showing you example one two and three as you get older your brain isn't as sharp as it used I'm to gonna be. be bad we should do it and mike dp you know, confirms that iq does drop with age let's do our iq test or something and when we <laughs> reveal it on the show or something somebody wrote on there dave comes up with an idea all the time part of it is our audience that writes in and gives us ideas we're going to do that on the after show today of somebody who asked a question and uh about um having your um a smoking area smoking lounge in your home yeah so we'll get into that but um you know you hear something and you say that could be interesting of um Imagine Dave got this wrong. Imagine Jonathan got that wrong. We'd be all asked the same questions, right? Yeah. I'd be curious how much mine dropped. It was 132. Yeah, there might be something there. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, what are your early thoughts here on Byron 1850? I'm going to tell you, Selective Tobacco came out with two products this year. They came out with the Alfonso and the Byron 1850. And I thought 
that especially you guys that like full-bodied stuff, mm-hmm. everybody was going to say Byron 1850 is the best cigar he's ever made, where I'm hearing it on Alfonso. It's the best ever is Alfonso, where my guess would have been for you guys, all three is, that it would be, for me, it's Alfonso, but you guys are going to go crazy over Byron 1850, um, where, by the way, if I have to pick a number on this, this is an eight in strength. This seven, is Seven. This is, of course, you're going to say seven because yeah. it's one less than what I said. Hey, you hired him. Yep. <laughs> Raisins, espresso, it's it's on the full body path. It's not a 10, but it's it's there at, at an eight level. Um, Everybody that's called me or, or mentioned on MeWe or mentioned on Facebook that why they love the flavors of Atabay, Byron, Bandolero, Alfonso, it's too mild for them. This will be more in your warehouse. It's definitely stronger. There's a lot of finesse to it. There's a lot of great taste to it. But the strength factor should make you happy if you think those are too mild. Yeah, somebody with a like a, 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 a Padron 1926, mm-hmm. the Family Reserve, something mm-hmm. on, on the higher end of Padron or something, customer would tend to fall for this. For me, the Byron 1850 and the Alfonso are tied for best cigar I've ever had. And this is my first time smoking the and Torpedo. And you were a, a Poema? Grand Poema okay. or Distinguidos. Both of those are, are high up there for me. Uh, this is definitely fuller bodied and fuller flavored than both of those. Uh, you, you were saying Dominican and Nicaraguan filler, which is surprising. Yeah, according to the press release they put out. I bet it's a lot heavier Nicaraguan than it yeah, is anything else. Ecuadorian wrapper, Peruvian binder, Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. I do get uh, some of the sweetness off that uh, Peruvian yep. binder. Uh, a little bit of lemon-lime soda, but you have to shake the can up and get some of the bubbles out. you got to flatten it a bit so with a little spice. Two things I never put together when I'm reviewing a cigar, that it would be raisiny and then it would be espresso. Because mm-hmm. espresso is, is a heavy, darker flavor, and the raisiny is a sweeter, and it would it would tend to go in more of a medium-bodied cigar. But this has espresso and raisin. Have you ever had Turkish coffee? I don't know. It's a little grittier. It's definitely stronger than espresso. Yeah. I'm getting more of that greediness. Isn't that what that little percolator thing you have? Doesn't that Turkish coffee? That's uh, Italian roast that I use in coffee. The the, ro- the, the percolator is Italian. Yeah. But if you ever go to a, a Turkish restaurant or a higher-end coffee shop, get yourself some Turkish, Turkish coffee. coffee. There's almost a sandy component to that coffee taste, and I'm getting the Turkish yeah. coffee on this. All right. I got to try it. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we have uh, the confessional with uh, Ed Sullivan uh, and... Uh, did someone lie on their resume? Let's let's get into that. And we have letters in the mailbox, a prize to give away, and much more. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit Drew 
DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision, with Miami Cigar & Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Havana wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year. And the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back. Ed Sullivan, you're going to see him next week? Uh, week after. Week after, week after. Going down and just tour Miami for a little bit. Got people to see, people to talk to. There we go. 
he's upping his resume. That's what he's doing. <laughs> is he? That's right. And that's what we're all going to do is improve our resume. We're all rehired. Uh, do you, does everybody feel good of imposter syndrome? You're, you're okay being a, a member of the cigar authority? You consider yourself an authority on the subject of cigars? Yeah. Mr. Jonathan's got some ego anyway, so <laughs> no problem. We're, you're an authority. Yeah, am I the top authority? Probably not. Uh, it's a constantly learning process. Anybody that says they know everything about nobody cigars, knows everything, and that you see it all over social media, you're full of shit. But like, say, God forbid, you were a sickly person, and you know you're going to go out and you're going to rehire somebody to take your spot. It's not going to be easy to find somebody no. as qualified or more qualified than yourselves, any of us, right? It's true. That's the idea of it. I mean, it ended up, uh, you know, over the years of picking the right people for the seats. And in order to be the Cigar Authority, I mean, it's not, um, you know, a revolving door like the Ashholes, for instance, revolved, d- different show, Um doesn't revolve on we don't call ourselves the cigar authority that's on there it's it's ash holes yeah yeah and anybody can be an ash hole i think so right different different thing (laughs) so all right uh right now it's time for the confessional maybe we want to throw uh ed sullivan out of this after we hear this but it's brought to you by all saint cigars it's time for the confessional Brought to you by All Saints Cigars, featuring the All Saints St. Francis. Voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. In the name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, confession? It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? All right, this one is for me. Now, I've become a better person over time. All so right. we've got to go all the way back to 1981. Wow, holy God. I was three. Right, so back from college for the Thanksgiving holidays, right? So you get together with high school people and go drinking, right? Yeah. This is what happens. It's the day before especially, right? Yeah. And that was the day. A couple of... Nice young ladies I went to high school with said, well, let's go out. Why wouldn't you if a couple of nice young ladies want to go out? The thing that confused me is they said, let's go to Andover Jade and get some of those umbrella drinks and food and what have you. Chinese restaurant. Yeah, but we always were China Blossom people being from North Andover. So I thought, well, that's weird, but we'll, we'll change it up. These bitches get thrown out of the China Blossom? Is that where you're going with this? No, we went. We had a nice time. The weird thing about Andover Jade always was they served bread before the meal. Wow. And you don't do that at a Chinese restaurant. But we had the poo-poo platters and all kinds of Mai Tais and all this stuff. And then it comes time to pay. And they said, well, we don't have any money. Wow. I've been there once. With a group of people, and the person that invited me said, I don't have any money. But what they said is, well, we have a credit card, though. We found this at a club last night. Uh, they said, but it's got some guy's name on it, so you're going to have to sign it. But I didn't have enough money to cover the whole thing either. 
So I signed whatever name was on the credit card. And as you know, in those days, all the they had book. was a book to look it up. Yes. So if you and if it just happened the night before, it's not in the book. It's not in the book. So signed that and moved on, and still felt guilty about it. Still to this day. Yeah. I think the jade's gone, so I I can't really make it up. Because to them. you had said somebody went back on, on the Ashles. You were telling about somebody that went back and paid their bill. Right, it was, it was owed. It was just right. came up, but they're gone. Yeah, so that's it. I'm going to have to live with that. Well, on uh, not not to one up you. It's far from one upping a credit card fraud. But uh, <laughs> on uh, the day I graduated high school, uh, I went on a double date or not a, a blind date. That a friend of mine took his girlfriend and brought a girl for me, and she was blind. No, <laughs> I never met her before, and we went out to. To dinner at a Chinese restaurant, and they wanted these. You know, we kept ordering drinks, yeah, with the fancy different uh, tiki bowls, tiki, oh, yeah, all that. So you know, different looks, and they said, "Oh, we're going to take these glasses for you, so you remember t- today." And they put them in their in their pocketbooks, and um, the waiter comes over at the end, and he says, uh, "I need those glasses back because he sees the glasses mm. are missing." And the other kid said, there are no other glasses. And he said, you have to give put those glasses back. And he said, there are no other glasses. He said, I'm going to call the police. Mm. And uh, they got up and left with the glasses. And we paid the bill. But uh, they stole the glasses. And he knew they stole the glasses and supposedly called the police. And I have those glasses still. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> Why now, didn't you save that for next week's confessional? Whatever, because it was lined You up need some here. penance there, Ed Sullivan, and you got to be a little stiff on yourself. I that think that, so. that was a bad one. Fraud is bad. Ah, oh, jeez, I don't know if that's all that bad. <laughs> Try to smoke at least one All Saints St. Francis cigars this week. Man, well, you really let yourself off the hook there. <laughs> yeah, there you go, easy. I, I, I did. I don't have time to fit in a whole box, so here we go. Uh, loving the uh, Byron 1850 so far. I just tapped the ash off right now. Uh, it is fuller bodied than my regular thing because the aging thing, though, makes it so it's not harsh on me and I can smoke it. We'll see if I get all the way down to the end of it. First time smoking uh, this particular size. Um, upcoming event coming up uh, on January 26th. We're already talking 2023, but uh, half the tickets are already sold out, so a heads up for the Meatball 2023. Mm. Why am I telling you on the Cigar Authority? Because we will broadcast it live, so if you're far away and you can't come, that's okay. It'll be Thursday, January 26th at 6 p.m., and uh, the folks that will be here live will get uh, pasta and five different meatballs. They'll judge what the best meatball is. We'll celebrate Mr. Jonathan's birthday. Uh, and we'll have sal- salad, garlic bread, dessert, and all that. Um, and two United Cigars, because Oliver Nouveau won last year. So he'll supply the cigars. And um, Oliver Nouveau will be competing against... Bernie De Flores, and Bernie is the owner of um, a computer company that will now, in January, be taking over our computer. Uh, and he said he owned an Italian restaurant before, um, and he would love. So he's to be- really good at serving frozen meatballs. Nope, not according to him. We'll mm. see. Uh, he says I'm a pro and I'll win, and please let me in. So uh, he's in. Uh, Joey Anetti is a comedian, Italian comedian, out of East Boston, and uh, he actually shows. 
uh, videos and stuff of him making meatballs and stuff all the time. And he says, I got this, no problem. Mm -hmm. So he'll be in on it. Megan Murphy, who's a regular here, she's been on the Cigar Authority. Not not with me, but you brought her in when I wasn't here before. Um, She's coming on as the first uh, Irish person and the first woman to come in. uh, And she says she got this. Yeah, I think you stacked the deck. There we go. And um, Mr. Jonathan, as usual, uh, will be in because he just refuses to bow out, even though he has lost every single time. Mm-hmm. My my status is improving each time, though. Okay. It's going Not up. Not each time. If you want to come at fifty nine ninety nine, tickets uh, are selling out. Uh, we've sold half of them this week, and hopefully the other half go this week, and you don't have to hear this again. But I will tell you, uh, as we get closer to tune in, because it's an odd night mm-hmm. for us. We're not a Saturday. This will be a Thursday night show, and uh, Ed Sullivan will be here. He does not enjoy meatballs because mm-hmm. he thinks it's poor people food. It is. <laughs> not anymore. The price of ground beef has gone up dramatically. Right. So it's not so poor. But anymore. you're still extending it with unnecessary fillers. Yeah. Yeah. I may do a uh, a three different beef blend. That's what I'm kind of experimenting with right now. Huh. So there'll be less need of fillers mm-hmm. because I'm going to rely on the beef to provide like flavor. That. All right, let's let's get to it. Let's get to. We have a prize to give away and the best email of the week. Uh, best email of the week this week is brought to you by Monte Cristo Cigars and this week's prize. And I found a way. I know where the lotion's going to go. Nope. I'm going to make a lotion donation to everybody's really? pocket square. Uh, a personal donation out of my own personal lotion collection. <laughs> Uh, you also get a pen. You're saying that. You're going to give it to Barry right now because he's ready to yeah, go. Yeah, I'm going to get emails asking where the lotion is. I'm going to put it on the, the rag. So, you you know, if you need lotion, no, you just no, rub it on your face. On the rag. The pocket <laughs> Disgusting. square. Disgusting. <laughs> that will not happen. <laughs> Disgusting. The, the There's pen. also a lapel pin and a couple of rocks glasses. Looks nice. Best pen I've ever owned. You have one. I have one for like the last year. Really? The only pen I like to use. I'm a pen guy that looks like a nice pen. A nice weight, balance, yeah. writes nice. There we go. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Casey writes, excellent show idea. I have an idea for a show. Or maybe you could consider it a show enhancement. Okay. You should all speak only with a cigar in your mouth and only take it out when you're not talking. Please. It would be so funny. Ed Sullivan does it all the time, by the way. That's he, yeah. if you if you hear it sounds a little bit muffled. It's a little muffled. Cigar, cigar Half the time, he holds it in work. Throat. It's in my mouth. It's I couldn't do it. Not, not a, gag. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Not as bad as your employee Mikey. I can't understand ten percent of what he says. That's right. And he usually doesn't have a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Following message was submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. and Alex writes: How should we vote for the cigar of the year? Ah, are they coming in yet? Yep, we have uh, four votes so far. Okay. Hi, guys. While I eagerly await the lotion, I'm sure will be in the mail of this week's prize pack, I have a question on how to vote responsibly for Cigar of the Year. Without going into specifics, would you vote for a cigar that is like nothing you have ever tasted in a good way, but would not buy a box of, or would you vote for a good cigar that you could see yourself buying boxes of? Thanks, 
and have a great Sabato. I would say the second one, something yeah. that you would willing to, to buy. Well, the second you buy a box of it, you are casting a vote without even knowing that you're casting yeah. a vote. But Except that I just told you. I'm interested in a unique cigar. Oh, this is unique. It's never been out before. Just special tobacco or something. Say, oh, that was very interesting. I enjoyed it. I'll never buy it again, but mm. eh, it's not cigar of the year. Right? We've, I don't think. We've had a few people send us their top three, so I'm actually keeping track. Like, if you ever look at MVP voting in baseball, mm-hmm. I know you don't. You guys ain't into sports. Yeah. But it shows you first place votes, second place votes, just for ourselves. But all the matters is, is first. first. But I'm still tracking it for all the right. fun of it. All right. And Stephen writes through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. For the ladies or anyone who has difficulty retrohaling, <laughs> I like to retrohale cigars. Stephen writes, I think you can get additional flavors out of the cigar that way. And that is a big part of the enjoyment of premium cigars. There are some Nicaraguan pepper bombs that pose a challenge to the retrohale. What I suggest for these cigars, and I guess all cigars to the women on the panel, is to exhale all of the smoke and then quickly blow the air out of your mouth and throat through your nose. I think there will still be a lot of flavor you can sense, especially for someone claiming that the cigar has the taste of Chinese pea pods hmm. cooked in the Northern Hemisphere on a Tuesday. I hope this is helpful. Uh, Signed, so, Stephen. You know, we cleaned out the ventilation system of the Seabrook store and the Nashua store so far, and we have not done it in Salem. It's coming in January. They're going to end up doing it. Uh, very expensive process. The pro- as it's going on, it actually became more expensive and more expensive than the same guy. Um, the first he did the Seabrook store, and he said, oh, my God, I've been doing this for years. I've never seen it so bad <laughs> ever uh, through the system, you know, cleaning the ductwork inside then he did the national store and the price went up again for the salem store and he hasn't even done it yet uh of the uh, salem has twice the duck work of both of those places okay. combined is the other reason so i'm i'm saying that because wouldn't you think by retro healing you've now dirtied the um ventilation system I see, I see where you're going with that. And I think to a certain degree, forced retrohaling, it, it, it can't be good for your sense of smell and your sense of taste long term. Putting a little retronasal activity by chewing the after effects, the smoke, and having a little bit go through your um, olfactory senses. Yeah, a little bit. But the people that do it like a, you know. You, know, you don't want to be a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I think, unless, of course, you're doing that thing where you blow the the liquid out you you put you see it on tv you, the neti pot yeah oh my god <laughs> horrific clean out the horrific don't do it why don't do it why why would you say don't clean out your body has the ability to clean itself just let it naturally happen don't do so dumb things to begin with yeah, stop, stop taking a shower <sighs> it's ridiculous you're wrong I don't say you do it all the time, but if you're doing that, I'd say time to clean the pipes out a little bit, no? Sure. <laughs> Dave, the not doctor. Listen to his advice. Listen to Jonathan, the not doctor. Uh, well, I'm saying don't put things in your body it didn't come with. Water? In your nose? There's a reason why it stings. It's not meant to be there. So you're not supposed to blow Yeah, you just ruled out sex. Don't put something in your body that for, for a woman, or in your case, for you. 
He always goes there. <laughs> hey, the after show, uh, we're going to talk about turning your house into a cigar lounge or for a you know, Maybe adding a room. Did, yeah, adding did a room. Did we vote on the winner or did I miss that? We have not voted on anything. Uh, are we, any of them worthy of winning? The whole show went off the rails now that we all get our jobs back. Yeah, we have uh, Casey that said uh, Cigar of the Month. Talk, uh, talk with the Cigar talk, of the Month. Talking, not so good. Uh, number two was Alex, and what did he say? Alex says he wanted to know how to vote for Cigar of the Year. It's weak, weak, even weaker than Cigar in the Month, in the Mouth. And the third one is Stephen saying what? Retro Hale. Kind of teaching you how to retro Hale. I'll vote for the guy that at least had a little bit of an educational factor to it. I'll vote for number three. Although none are worthy. Is he the one that said, give uh, give me my pockets, make sure you get lotion? Because you're not getting any lotion. That would be Alex. Because there is no lotion. Uh, all right, let's go with number three. Yeah. They're, they're weak. Send yeah. your, uh, how do they do it? They go to the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. Yeah. And hey, send you it. got a new printer. <laughs> Did you buy the printer I told you to? Not yet. All right. Well, somebody changed the ink then. I went on vacation. vacation. No, I changed it while I was here waiting for staff to show up on my vacation. Mm. All right, let's get to it. It's a classic three way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as $2.99 for the Corona, and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff with flavors of old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes. Classic Cigars, the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. Barry the Champion. No. I think it's Ed. I think it's Ed. I, I won. All right. Uh, okay, Ed is, Ed is the winner. Uh, Mr. Jonathan is trying very hard, by the way, just so everybody knows. It's December, and this is when Mr. Jonathan really ramps it up, and he does his homework because he wants to end the year as the champion. Then he says he's the champion of the year. Just a heads up so everybody knows. I have three questions and two tiebreakers if needed. And I will start with Ed Sullivan. And uh, this is an easy one for Ed because it's the birth date of Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy? Ozzy. It's his birthday. English heavy metal vocalist and songwriter Black Sabbath. He was born in England today. What year? He's into that rock and roll thing. 1947. 47, he says. 1939. 39. 49. 49. It's 48. Ed Sullivan takes it. 47, 49. It was 48. Without going over is Ed Sullivan. He picks up the point. And over to Mr. Jonathan. Brendan Fraser, born today. American actor. Encino Man. The Mummy Films. Gods and Monsters. He was born in Indiana today. Brendan Fraser. 1967. 67. 69. 69. I had 71. 71. Same thing happened to you, Barry, again. 
Jonathan says 67. You say 69. It's 68. So Mr. Jonathan will get the point. You should get a couple points for you being. Know, in you know what Michael Jackson team. says about that? I, what do you I'm say? Just gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to duck three. That's all. There we go. Uh, last question, unless we have a tie. Which uh, we are tied right now. Yes, we are. And it's over to Barry Stein. Do they know it's Christmas? The single written by Bob Geldof, uh, sung by an all-star cast under the banner of Band Aid, is released today. Do they know it's Christmas? 1984 minus 3, 1981. 81. 85. 85. 1984. 84. Somebody has two points and the win, Mr. Jonathan. And the win. See what happens here? Yeah, it's, such a, it's such a stupid fucking song. Of course he remembers when it came out. <laughs> this is what he does, I'll add folks. that to my resume. He's going to continue this. All month, he's going to take the championship. He does it year after year. He doesn't even try the rest of the year. And that's what right. happens. Bob Geldorf was from the Boomtown Rats. Yeah. Do yeah. they know it's Christmas? Yeah, it was a big, that's when they were doing a lot of those things, right? Oh, yes. Michael Jackson won. There was another one with Queen. And- Didn't he also help set up Live Aid? Yeah. 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 Uh, he- twice the cigar went out on me. Barry, you may not know. Well, it's he it's didn't higher like priming, Mondays. so it's not going to hold. No, you don't. It's know not going to hold the uh, the burn Mondays. like you're used no, to. I don't know that. Yeah, yeah I, this is a cigar you want to really pay attention to when you smoke it, not do a show. Well, I got <laughs> half a cigar left. I'll Me be too. well. Dave, paying the good attention news to is it. the show's really over, yeah. so you can start to focus on the cigar. I will. Uh, Warren Brooks would like a Cigar Authority Christmas album. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. We do little, little, not for this year, but maybe uh, next year or something, we do a little. Uh, dashing like, through my hose. Yeah, you got to do it <laughs> no. on the negative. But whatever. Byron 1850, what do you think? It's exceptional. It's uh, exceptional. Alfonso still, for me, is the greatest cigar ever made. Um I'm going to do an official review of it this week. Right now, I'm thinking 97, 98. So as far as Byron goes, I like the uh, habanero um, and that line of um, less strength. No, this is this is right up my alley as far as the strength goes. This is still a the 8 flavor. out of 10 in strength. It's a little too heavy for me. Too heavy? A little too heavy. Of oh, I'd choose different Byrons than... Than this one myself because it's a little too heavy. But people are looking for Nelson Alfonso cigars and say the most full bodied of all Nelson Nelson stuff. This is hands it. down. It's this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, there you go. All right. Uh, next week, Michael Capolini from Toscano Cigars is going to join us. Since he's joined us, he got married and now he has a bambino on the way. He'll tell us what's going on there in his life. Is he ready for it? Is he ready for? A baby, is he ready for the Toscano Master Series uh, that we're going to smoke three different uh, cigars? We'll talk about that. We got some surprises for for uh, Michael Capellini when he gets here, um, and uh, we'll, we'll keep, it, keep it there. That never can go well. Yeah, we'll hmm. see how that goes. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority, and I think we are The Cigar Authority. I'm okay with it. And uh, you may have learned something today which makes you... Really, the Cigar Authority, not us. It's you.
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.